Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. in. It is another edition of Mile High Magazine. Hope you're all having a great weekend. I am Murphy Houston, and we've got special guests like we do every single Sunday at Mile High Magazine. Today, we're talking to Santiago Seja, the recovery support manager for Step Denver. Santiago, welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you here, my friend. Likewise. You know, I've been in Denver a long, long time, and not that I know everything, and according to my wife, I know nothing, but anyhow, Step Denver. What is Step Denver. Step Denver. Well, let me tell you a story about that. Okay. Step Denver is a recovery support. It's a peer recovery support community. Helps low-income homeless men with addiction issues. Um, it's a really good program. Is it only men? No women? Uh, just just men. Okay. And where are you located? We're located right smack in the middle of 21 bars right by Coors Field. On 21 <laughs> bars? <laughs> yeah, of all places, right? Well, hey. Um, <laughs> You go where the situation might be needed. Right. <laughs> oh, we're on 2029 Larimer Street. Well, that's right by Coors Field. Then. Right. right. Good enough. What kind of addictions are we talking, though? Just any kind of addictions. Um, alcohol, we have a really bad problem with opioid addictions right now. Um, we take all kinds of uh, addiction issues. Really? Opioids is a big one. Yes, it is. It seems to be really big in Colorado for yes. some reason or other. I don't figure that one out, but that's a... Another story for another day. So when was Step Denver founded? How was it founded? It was founded by a, a gentleman by the name of Bob Cote in 1983. He was an average uh, alcoholic living on the streets. He decided to get together and, and form some sort of peer community group to help addicts. And so he started. Where, where did he start? Like at his house? Um, actually, he was on the street just kind of trying to recruit uh, homeless people. And just it went from there. It escalated and it brought it what it is today and was there a reason that you might know of that it was only men as far as i know the homeless community is mainly focused on men at that time yeah back in when would you say 90s in 83 yeah yeah yeah. it it certainly was oh yeah and now it's much more broad and women have the same problems but goody started that so what does step denver do Boy, I, I can go on and on about this. Well, Step, go on and on then. <clears throat> Step Denver, it, it just it's not only about sobriety. It helps addicts just refocus on their lives. You know, it gives you life skills. It, it teaches you. It gives you self-esteem. It gives you confidence. It helps you just feel good about yourself. And it helps you reestablish your family life and just life in general. Because I would imagine these gentlemen that come in with their addictions... They have horrible stories. Oh, yes. And they've lost a lot yes. because of that addiction. Right. And that's what Step Denver does is to try to help them recover. Yes. What do they offer over there? Uh, let me back up a minute. You might be listening and saying, well, what does Santiago know? Well, let me tell you what he knows because you were once there for help and things have turned for you. Let's talk about your story a little bit. How did it start for you? My story is, first of all, I started to... Um, Experiment with beer, got that buzz, liked it a little bit. It escalated from there where it started affecting my family life. You know, it was, it started turning to a regular basis to where I was just constantly getting drunk. I was losing jobs left and right. Eventually got a divorce because of my drinking. Um, was a frequent in detox. I was in detox an average of 
maybe 10, 12 times per month. What? Yep. That was, I mean, that's what addiction does to you. I pretty much gave up with everything. My family pretty much turned me on on the streets because they just got fed up with me. I'm the youngest of 12. Wow. Um, they pretty much coddled me, but they, like I said, they finally got fed up with, with my drink. And so they kind of said, we can't do it anymore. They were just expecting that phone call one day for me to be dead. You know, wow. one of the last straws is I ended up in the hospital. I don't know if you're familiar with BAC content. Um, I blew a point five one seven on my BAC. Um, they called my family and said, you need to come and say goodbye to your brother because he's not going to make it. Through oh. the night. So I burned all my bridges. I could not stay with my second wife because of addiction because I was getting the cops called on me. So they kicked me out of her place. So I ended up in detox and I got the referral from detox about step Denver. So I thought I'd give it a try. Might as well. Well, you still had that want to get better. You wanted help to get better. So you heard about step Denver and you said, I'm, I'm going to go there. Right. Right. So I decided to apply, give it a try. I only planned on staying there for two, three months to make my family happy to say, Oh, I'm, cured. I got help. Eventually, it taught me a lot of things that I didn't realize about myself as far as the kind of person I was becoming, the kind of person I can actually become if I just utilize the tools that they've, they, they teach you there, you know? Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit before we venture on with your story. What kind of tools did they teach you there? You know, one of the biggest things that they've taught me there is when I got there, I figured it'd be something like the county jail. You know, everybody have their own cliques here and there. But actually, what I didn't realize until later on that everybody in that program, everybody that works there is an addict. You know, they're all in some sort of recovery program. Even the people who work there. The people that work there, correct. So they know what your story is. Yes. And and on the flip side to that, not only do they... They're they're empathetic with us because they've been there and done that, but they also know if we can. We're trying to pull the wool over their eyes, so they kind of know that side as well. Oh, and I'll bet that happens, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yes, it does. So, and, what happened then? You went to Step Denver. You met with these people that knew your story because it was their story. What did they have you do? How did they turn you? We take we have regular meetings. Um, not just meetings about sobriety and recovery. We also have meetings that teach us about life skills, you know, how we manage our time. And that was a main thing that we, that me as an addict would um, not focus on. It's time management, you know, life skills as far as how to cook for ourselves. You know, the first thing I remember when we first got, when I first got there is set your bed. And at first I thought, what, what does that have to do with addiction in itself? Uh-huh. And little by little, it's the little tools that we used that they taught us that it, it's they were just setting us up for success in our future. First, it starts with bed. That's one responsibility that you do. And that's the main thing. Every then, day. Every day. And then it goes from there. You start learning how to pick up after yourself. You start learning how to manage your time, attend certain meetings on a regular basis. So you stay right there at Step Denver. It's not not a day thing. You're spending the night there? You have a room there? Is that we how have, it works? We, have, we start off in the dorm and it progresses. When we progress into the program, we're eligible to get a room. 
and then we get a room upstairs, which is a little bit nicer. That's kind of like a reward of what wow. we're actually doing. And then a next step for more responsibility. Yes. Because when you've learned this level, now we're taking you to this level. Right. So what was the next level? Do they teach you about jobs or dealing with people or medical care? What? Yes, one of the issues I had when I got there, I didn't like anybody because I didn't like myself. They taught me to learn how to like myself, and I started engaging more with other residents, started sharing stories. It's a really good peer community. Um, I thought I was alone. When I first got there, I didn't talk to anybody. And later on, I realized that I'm not the only one that has issues. Everybody there has similar issues than I do, and it kind of helped me open up quite a bit, and it just really helped a lot. Because you could talk together. Yes, we can talk. I mean, like you said, your addictions might be different, but yet they're not. They're addictions. And you're facing the same kind of situations. And to talk, not to the people that are helping you, but maybe the other people that you're going through the program with, that would help tremendously. Oh, yeah, it does. It's 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 good to vent. You know, you have to oh, let yeah. your feelings out. Because that's what that was one of my biggest problems when I was using, is keeping everything to myself. And we know that that's one of the one of addicts' biggest downfalls is keeping things to themselves and not letting their feelings out. Well, you got to. Because how can they help you if you don't let your feelings right. out, right? So what else did they teach you? We kind of got into that. Did they teach you about working and that responsibility? Because you're learning responsibility. Oh, yeah. We also have a career counselor that the first five days when you get into our program, you know, you a lot of these addicts, a lot of them are off the street. They've lost their jobs. They've lost, lost their self-esteem, everything like that. So when they first get into the program, we kind of have them work five days in-house to get that self-esteem back up and also get that work ethic back into them because a lot of these guys came off the streets and they haven't worked for a while. Yeah. And they used to probably be all good workers at one point yes. until the addiction set in. That's a, a terrible situation. And speaking of that addiction, so when you entered San Diego, Step Denver, were you still drinking a lot of beer? Was that your only addiction? Were there other issues? And did you have to go cold turkey off of that? Is that part of the deal? Yes, that's part of the deal. You just stopped. We just had to stop. That had to be really difficult. Yes, real difficult. But we're, we're monitored, and we work with... At that time when I got there, I worked with my RSM, and he kind of gives you a little bit of confidence and tells you, you know, just give it time. That's part of the consequence of addiction, but it does get better, and eventually it did get better. And this RSM, what is that? Recovery Support Manager. And this is one that's been through where you're getting out of. You've been there. He's been there. They they know you can't pull the wool over their eyes. You know exactly what's going on. That's fantastic. We're talking to San Diego Seha, who's a recovery support manager for Step Denver. And Step Denver is a recovery for men that have addictions and they need to get back into their lives. And now here's the cool part. San Diego, how long were you there learning about life again? Was it a year, two years? I got there in 2012. And like I said, I only plan on staying a little while, but I was learning more things as I went. So I thought I'd stick it out. And the more I, the longer I stayed, the more I started learning. The self-esteem started boosting up. You know, before I got there, I burned all bridges with my family. They didn't want to have nothing to do with me. Right. They just were fed up. Um, so I figured, well, I don't have anywhere to go. I might as well just give this a try. And I ended up staying there, and I'm still there now as an employee. Well, that's the transition. Right. First of all, let me just back up a little. How's your family feel about you now? Oh. (laughs) I bet. You're going to cry about this, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, 
Sorry. If, no, don't if, be if, sorry. If, it's if real. You, if you only knew that the self-esteem is way up there. Of course, you know, when I first got into the program, they figured, well, it's about time he's getting help. Well, of course, they're going to in the beginning. And then and they didn't believe me. Then of course not. A couple months later, it was, well, let's see how long it lasts. Then a couple months after that, well, he's doing good. Hopefully, he does better. So now it's like, I see my family. I, I mean, I'm invited to their functions again. You know, before when I first got there, they wouldn't want me around because all I would do is drink and sure. embarrass the heck out of them. And they all have kids, and they didn't want their kids seeing Uncle Santiago like that. Right. Not a good thing. Nope, not a good thing. So you stuck it out, you made it through, but yet now the story takes a really cool turn because now you work there. How did that happen? Just me going through the program, and it's something that since it helped, since Step has helped me so much, one of the biggest things that I want to do is just give back. If I can help just one person, then. I've done a good deed. So this is like a regular job now. Being the recovery yes. support manager for Step Denver is a real job, real responsibility, and your focus is to help one person at a time. Just If it could be just one person would be incredible. Oh, yes. What a great attitude. What a good thing for you, Santiago. Proud of you. Thank not you. A, Not an easy task. And there might be people listening right now that are facing the same problem. And hopefully your inspirational story will help them check out Step Denver. And how would they do that? Is there a website that they could go to for answers? Or It's uh, stepdenver.org, and you can actually see a virtual tour of our facility. And what about a phone number? Can you call it's over there? 303-295-STEP. I mean, how big is your staff there? Uh, is it just you? <laughs> I believe we have 17 employees, 20 employees. Full-time employees. Full-time employees. And where do, you, do you know where the funding comes from? Do you do fundraisers? Is it government money? Uh, we, People want to know. Uh, we don't accept government funds. Um, we It's strictly off of private donations, stuff like that. Website, um, people donate, uh, have fundraisers on the website. Great. This is a great way to make money. So in your words, Santiago, what makes Step Denver different from organizations right here in Denver who serve similar needs? Similar. There's a lot of these problems out there. What is Why is Step Denver better? Why is it different? I love preaching Step Denver. It's, <laughs> no. Well, get up on your podium, buddy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's, I th- it's a great program because everybody, like I mentioned earlier, everybody that works there is an addict. They're in a recovery program or they're familiar with addiction. This Step Denver is not about money. It's about helping men. You know, um, they've been through the mill just like all the other residents everybody there is treated the same all the residents including staff we're all held accountable to each other you know nobody's better than anybody else over there well that's a good thing isn't it it really is so what's a typical stay for a man coming in off the street with an addiction he's obviously not forced to go there he sees and finally realizes i gotta get this help so what happens i mean how long are they there is it different for everybody do some people not make it and walk out? Oh, yeah. We don't make anybody stay there. It has to be their choice on their own. You know, when you're to the point to where you need help and you want help, STEP is there to give you the support that you need, you know, any way we can. Of course, the time frame is going to vary. Some guys stay anywhere from three months to six months. You can take advantage of our program up to two years if you like. 
You know, as long as you continue making progress, we're not a housing facility. We don't house people. We monitor them and talk to them and coach them on a regular basis to make sure they're hitting those next step goals gradually. Do they have to stay there for the complete recovery? Can they live somewhere else and come in daytime only? Is that possible? No. No. They have no. to stay. They have to stay. They have to be Which a I resident. think would be crucial because you have right. to be focused all the time. I would think if you walked out of there, the temptations would be tremendous. Oh, yeah. To go back to the old ways. Yes, they would. It's a big challenge. But once a man's made that decision, I think, wouldn't it, doesn't it open, and it did for you, open up a door of, I got I to gotta fix this. Oh, yeah. And, and my thing is, is we give you a piece of rope when you walk through that front door. It's up to you what you do with it. If you want to climb, that's what we're there for, to help you. If not, then sorry. Yeah. But at least we're there to help. So if you're staying there, do they have in the facility there on Larimer, right by Coors Field, kitchens, they cook your own meals. What about medical attention? Is that included if they need medical attention? We don't we don't supply medical attention. The only exception with that is we do have a dental program that we fix uh, that we address issues with uh, residents' teeth, stuff like that, because that's a big part. Your self-esteem, you know, right? A lot of these guys come through here through the program, and they have bad teeth because of drug use, alcohol use. So you know, they kind of feel embarrassed about going to a job interview with kind of a not a good-looking mouth, I should say. Well, it's a but, clean look. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, and you want to be. On top of your game. Presentable. Right. Presentable. That's the big word there. And it seems like uh, a lot of the residents get back into the job force so quickly once they're in the program. How, how is that? During the first five days, they're required to work in-house just to get that work ethic back in them. But they also meet with the career counselor the second half of the day. And the career counselor helps them set up their resumes, fill in gaps in their employment from the from addiction. We also have a lot of outside resources that have been affected by addiction that like to hire guys from our program because they are in support of them and they know they're going to be sober because they're in a decent program. They come out and they're ready to work. Yes. And I'll bet those fellows that go to those jobs just get them back in the workforce and they probably grow from there and yes they grow and go to other jobs and hopefully get their families back like you did yes like i did yeah you, you are the success story any other stories you can remember about some of the guys that are over there at uh, step denver <clears throat> one of my previous residents that he went through the program and actually i just heard from him the other day he's doing really good he went through the whole program all the phases went to our sober living transitioned out, got a better job, better career job, and just recently I found out he just purchased his own house. That is a success story. (laughs) And he made it a point to get in contact with me, to thank me, and thank Step for everything that we've done because he could not have done it without him with all the support that he had. How did that make you feel? That was awesome. Yeah. I bet you have a lot of stories like that, San Diego. Oh, I have quite a bit of stories. (laughs) (laughs) You helping one person at a time. You just mentioned that here in our little uh, talk together, and that's a success story in itself. Think how many people you have helped. How many people have you turned around? Do you think hundreds? I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. At least make make a difference in their life somehow. You're gonna go to heaven, you know now, buddy. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I think I can feel that. <laughs> so I, I want you to help me with this. I know there's a lot of 
common myths or misconceptions about addiction or recovery. Maybe you'd like to address that. Talk about addictions. What are they? What we we know what causes them, but what what does cause them? We know there's a source. It could be opioids or beer in your case or whatever. But what are the myths out there? Uh, one thing that that concerns me is the myths about addicts is that we're all low lifes, we're all losers, we're all quitters. Um, that we're just we're worthless. You know, actually, addicts are very smart. Addicts aren't just a lot of homeless people that are on the street that choose to be homeless. Addicts are people that have went through divorces, lost their jobs, don't know where any resources are at. They have no idea of where to turn, so they turn to the bottle or they turn to the needle or drugs. You know, and a lot of the the mental issues that that come out with homeless people and addicts, some of them, not all addicts are have mental issues. Some of it's caused from the addiction itself. Right. And it starts like you said in your case, it starts a little and gets to be a lot. Yes. Because there's once in a while you just don't get used to it ever. I mean you just keep adding on and adding on, yes. right? It escalates quick. Some people think, and maybe it is true, because you mentioned uh, mental health, that, that addictions are like a disease in certain cases. Are they a disease? Can it be a, a disease to be addicted? Um, there's a lot of controversy on that. It can turn into a disease, in my opinion. But you can still get help. You can still get help. That's a good thing. So where's Step Denver headed? What's your goals over there? Boy, my goal for Step Denver would be, if it was up to me, to expand, to be able to help more more men, you know, because... Addiction in the past few years is is a growing issue in this country. You know? It seems to be, doesn't it? Yes. Especially the opioid part of all right. of that. I don't know why it's all out of hand. Are you guys full? I mean, how many men can you take at Step Denver? Our facility at Larimer takes, can hold about 60 men. Um, we have three sober living homes, and that's five per home. What are sober living homes? That's the next step up after you complete this, the the program at the Larimer facility, if you're making a lot of progress, you can transition into our sober living facilities. And that's the house. And that's five men can go to this house? Five men per house, one per room. And everything's pretty much has a like certain amount of fees you pay. There's still requirements there. You're still required to follow program. And is there somebody there in one of these silver homes to help them? Somebody that monitors them? works with them like a, an employee of Step Denver? We have a, a sober home RSM, recovery support manager, but part of that next step up just to get them transitioned into their own life, um, they're accountable for themselves as well. Well, you got to be. Yes. Otherwise, it's a complete failure. Right. At some point, it's you again, right? Right. Is that how you felt when you yes. went through the program? Yes. Finally, this is me. I, I'm, I've, I've got to take control. And look, look how successful you've been with that. But not easy. Not easy. No. When did you start really feeling like things were turning positive for you? What point at being at Step Denver when you were still at that end of the program before where you are now, obviously? Was it right away? Were you nervous? Was, ah, this isn't working for me. It's another failure. Something, something turned you and you said, this is really helping me. I'm feeling great about this. It took about... A month or two until I realized that the staff really does care 
and and just the fact knowing that they've been in the same place that I've been in really helped a lot. It made it believable? Yes, it made it believable. Because they knew what you were going through. Talk to me that what you do at Step Denver with addicted men, why is this cause so important? Why is it important to you, and why is it important to all the fine people that work there at Step Denver? It's important to me because a lot of these guys, when I first see come through our doors, I see me in there. I see a lot of what I was doing before I got there. And it's amazing just, just the fact that I know that I can just try to make a difference in their life. You know, if if it worked for me, I think it can work for anybody who gives it a shot. You're sure of that? I'll give it a try. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. You seem to have really turned your attitude about life in general through the help of Step, Step Denver. You have a real, in my feeling, just in talking to you now, San Diego, is a, a real positive approach to life, where you always did not have that. I, I never had that. When I got there, I figured <clears throat> maybe that was my destiny, to die from addiction. So I pretty much just gave up. Um, and it, it just, it, stepped ever, just totally turned things around. I mean, I'm my self-esteem, my confidence, you know, I don't have any education background whatsoever. However, now I feel like I feel a purpose in life. I, I really do. It took a long time to feel that. But I'll tell you what, it feels good. I can't even imagine, and I'm thinking about the statement you just made, that you thought addiction was your way of life and that's how it's going to end. That has to be the low of lows. You f- did you feel that? Oh, yeah. I, I felt I, like I said, I'm the youngest of 12, and I just felt so shameful, everything. But you've turned it around. I don't know if you remember the fellow at the police department who gave you the name of Stead Denver and said you ought to try this place, which you mentioned earlier in our conversation here. He probably saved your life. I remember. I don't remember his name, but I know exactly that. You opened up a can of worms there with that story. Oh, really? one of the many times that I went to detox, and the only reason I tried, I realized I needed to get help is because we all know when you're when you're drunk on the street, you have to be picked up to go to detox. I remember a police officer telling me one time, he didn't talk to me like a police officer. He said, man... He said, bro, <laughs> he said, you might want to think about getting some sort of help because you know what? You're going to die. You know, I think you should look into some sort of program because we're getting tired of picking you up. Yeah, you almost become friends, yes. unfortunately. And unfortunately, they knew me by name. They yeah. Know, they, yeah. Oh, they, wow. And that's not good. Was he the guy that told you about Step Denver? He's the guy that took me to detox and told me to get help for the last time. Well, you might call him a cop. Maybe he was your guardian angel, and he saved your life. I believe he did. Because I believe in guardian angels, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. there's no doubt. So let's back up just a little bit. We're talking to San Diego Seha, recovery support manager. You've heard his story for Step Denver, how he got in, how he's gotten out, and how he's now saving other men's lives. So if there's somebody out there that wants to get involved with Step, what do they do? 
<clears throat> you can re- you can apply all you gotta, all you have to do is call uh 303-295-7837 between the hours of 8 and noon Monday through Thursday and what we do is take an initial application and then we do, go over a background check and then it's usually the same day intake if you're accepted. And what kind of a background check do you do with that? Uh we're 565 Ordinance, so we can't take certain kind of weapons charges, anything that's really severely violent. Okay. Any sexual related crimes, stuff like that. Well, you've got to be safe. Yes. You've got to be safe. And what about the website? You can go take a virtual tour. It's on uh, stepdenver.org, and it tells you a lot about the program and kind of roughly what we do. What about volunteers? You guys take volunteers? We, ac- we actually don't take volunteers. You know, it's, it's just all hired. It's just, it's all hired staff. Well, San Diego, say hi. Any final words you want to pass on to these listeners? Maybe somebody sitting out there, a man right now that is listening and needs help. And now you're the recovery support manager. You've been on the street. You're saving people now. What would you tell that man? Have faith. You know, I would suggest applying at STEP. Um, I never planned on being at STEP. You know, it's a really good program. Um, you got to get your life back. You know, everything is not lost. A lot of people think, like I did, when you're in addiction, you kind of lose all hope whatsoever. You think that's the way your your life's supposed to be, you know, and it's not. You know, there's there's a lot more out there. There's things that I've learned at Step, the self-esteem. Step Denver is not just about staying sober. It's about learning how to stay sober, getting your confidence back up, your self-esteem, you know, the whole nine yards to go on with life, learn life in general, life skills. We have a fitness trainer there. We have nutritionists that comes there. You know, there's a lot of things besides staying sober at Step Denver. Well said, my friend. Nice way to finish. San Diego, thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for the work you do at Step Denver. And thank you guys for listening to Mile High Magazine. Hope you enjoyed that conversation and reach out if you do need that kind of help. It's Murphy Houston, and we'll be back next Sunday right here.